The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 35. Uh, Before we get going today, if you find this podcast helpful, then it would be amazing if you could subscribe And to give us a five-star rating, it really helps with getting the message out there. Also, if you're looking for help with OCD and anxiety, uh, then you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. There you can find loads of free resources. Uh, There's also my mini course for OCD and anxiety. It's completely free. Uh, All you need to do is sign up to the newsletter and you can get access to that. So this week's episode is on the theme of relationship OCD or ROCD. And this is something that, you know, many people struggle with. I really struggled with this uh, a lot in the past. And uh, it's not always easy. Of course, everyone struggles with relationships sometimes. But if you have OCD, this can really become the center of your world. And it becomes excruciatingly difficult to, to be happy in your relationship. So it's a really, really important one. Now, the reason I've chosen this topic is because I, I was actually asked uh, by someone on, on Instagram. I put out uh, an Instagram story asking what topics people would like me to cover. And they got back to me and, and shared their ideas. And so uh, that's that's the reason why I'm doing this episode on relationship OCD. So uh, likewise, if you have any requests, do please let me know. You can leave a request uh, in the comment on the, of the podcast and uh, I will do my best to try and cover that uh, theme or idea uh, at some point. So many thanks, and I really hope you enjoy it today. So what is relationship OCD, and why is it so so difficult? Um, well, if you have suffered with ROCD, um, as I have, then you know just how infuriating uh, it can be. As I've mentioned, uh, you know, in, in other podcasts. Um, Sadly, OCD has a habit of latching onto the things that are the most important things to us. And for many people, relationships are obviously one of those really important things. Um, Whereas it's it's normal for everyone to experience doubts about the suitability of uh, romantic interests. For people with ROCD, um, these everyday relationship doubts or worries about a partner's apparent flaws uh, become a major preoccupation. And over time, it becomes increasingly difficult for them to not focus on these concerns, leading to time-consuming rumination and stress. And if left untreated, this can often bring about the end of an otherwise perfectly good relationship. So what are some of the the common relationship OCD obsessions that that people deal with? Um, First off, we have fear that that you're not good enough for, for your partner. Um, you know, you may kind of have a lot of uh, confidence issues with your partner. You may feel that, you know, they're better than you and that you, don't, you can't live up to, to them and the, the relationship. Or it may be that you're constantly second guessing uh, your love for your partner. 
you know, you, where you don't think that actually you love them as much as you should do, that maybe perhaps you're not uh, attracted to them enough and that that's always going to be a problem. It's always going to be significant and maybe you're always going to be looking at other people and thinking, could they be better for me? Um, and then thirdly, we have constantly wondering um, if you're with the right person, which again, it kind of links into what I was just talking about. So, you know, I, I think sometimes it's really helpful uh, to share personal stories about, uh, about these particular issues uh, to illustrate the point. And so, you know, I wanted to share a personal story uh, about relationship OCD for me and how it actually impacted me. So um, I'm going to speak about a previous relationship, uh, you know, with my ex-girlfriend, which, you know, it was actually to start off with a pretty good a pretty good relationship. We met at a language exchange night in Barcelona. The first few months together were, were really good. You know, we're out on dinner dates all the time, going out to the beach and uh, things were going well until one day a doubt suddenly popped in, up into my head. Um, you know, what if I wasn't physically attracted enough to her? I mean, I was obviously physically attracted to her. Otherwise, you know, the relationship wouldn't have started at all. But there was this doubt of what if it's not enough? What if I, you know, I don't, I don't find her attractive enough and this, this could be really problematic. And so despite the previous two months of happiness and, and a really strong physical attraction, I suddenly couldn't stop questioning if the relationship was right or not. OCD normally leads uh, to thought fusion like this, whereas other people might instantly uh, dismiss such a thought as a negative uh, thought or something that is clearly untrue. People with OCD tend to take these thoughts seriously. So if you don't have relationship OCD and you get a thought of, oh, what if my partner, you know, what if I don't really think my partner is attractive enough? you would probably very quickly be able to move on from that as just being a weird thought and be able to kind of refocus onto the present moment and forget all about it. But if you have OCD, it's almost impossible to do that or it feels like it's almost impossible. And it's important to say here that it definitely is not impossible at all. But it's that feeling of anxiety that we get when we have thoughts like this that really makes us believe that somehow it's not possible for us to, to forget about it again. Now, as things progressed, uh, you know, with my worries about this, I became more and more distant from, uh, from my ex, you know, feeling unable to open up and share thoughts with her. And I really didn't know what to do. And ultimately, you know, the relationship started to, to fall apart. As I'm sure you know, um, OCD is often referred to as a doubting disease. And, you know, so often we're looking for 100% certainty about things. And when it comes to relationships, it's no different. And so, you know, you might start off really liking someone. But then, of course, as a relationship goes on, you're going to see imperfections. Nobody is perfect. And uh, of course, you're going to see things that make you question uh, that the relationship. But actually, the person, you know, it's, it's quite unfair, both on ourselves on, and on the person, to expect them to be absolutely perfect at all times. Janet Singer uh, from Psych Central writes that those with um, ROCD struggle with the belief that perhaps they should no longer be with their spouses or significant others either because they think they might not really love them, um, aren't compatible, or whatever. So this lingering doubt that ROCD creates is 
particularly particularly hard to deal with and and as the relationship goes on it can become harder and harder Janet Singer goes on to say that the reasons the relationship has come into question are actually not important what matters is that the person with ROCD is looking for certainty a guarantee that their choice of partner is the right one I can certainly I can certainly relate to that you know you're looking for that guarantee that certainty and you're not going to find it. And the best thing you can do is to stop looking for that. But that is obviously easier uh, said than done. One of the sad ironies, I think, about relationship OCD is the fact that, um, you know, the people who are struggling with it, what they truly want more than more than anything is, a, you know, a strong, beautiful relationship. And you know, it's not happening because because of the OCD. The OCD is is putting such a stress on our abilities to be able to relax and enjoy the moment with with our partners, uh, imperfections and all. And so it makes it extremely difficult for for the person to actually, you know, to to deepen uh, the relationship that they have with somebody and to to you know to really overcome this problem. Um, again, Singer goes on to comment that uh, relationship OCD is one of the most heartbreaking types of OCD. It attacks one of the most basic of human needs and desires to love and be loved. And so with that in mind, it's obviously extremely important that we don't just ignore relationship OCD, that we do try our very best to do something about it. So what is the best way to treat relationship OCD? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is do not break up with your partner because um, actually sometimes staying in the relationship is the most important and the best thing that you can do to get over relationship OCD. Now, obviously, if it's an abusive uh, relationship, uh, then, you know, then you need to speak to somebody and you need to make sure that you're leaving that relationship. But if it's a po- an otherwise positive relationship... I think you should be doing everything you can to stay in it because by staying in the relationship and really trying to be 100% present with your partner, uh, doing your very best to, um, you know, to, to be in the moment with them and you know, to try and get out of your head. Obviously, when we're having you know, ruminations about OCD all the time, we're stuck in our heads and we're not in the present moment. And so if you're doing that all the time, then it's obviously going to be really hard for you to to be there with your partner and to enjoy them and to connect with them. And so my my first bit of advice is to at least stay in the relationship for, you know, a certain amount of time. So often with OCD, we feel we like we just want to break up because it just the anxiety is giving um, the relationship is giving us anxiety. And, you know, we want to kind of get away from that. And actually, what you need to do is expose yourself to that anxiety. As with all OCD, um, you know, the, the, main, the main treatment focus is exactly the same. It's always trying to expose ourselves uh, to our fears, but in a positive way. And so by staying in a relationship, not breaking up with them, and really committing to it, really trying to um, you know, do the difficult things that maybe you've been avoiding. Perhaps you've been avoiding, and this is definitely true for me, this is the kind of stuff I used to do. Uh, perhaps you've been avoiding meeting the parents. Perhaps you've been avoiding, uh, you know, getting a pet together. Whatever it is, maybe you can just force yourself to do it. 
you know, you can always uh, still leave in the future, okay? These things that will not stop you from breaking up in the future if it's definitely not right. But you need to make a commitment to the relationship to really find out if it is the right relationship or not. Because if you, if you cannot make that commitment, it's going to be very difficult for you to, to actually change anything at all. So that's the first step. Actually be there in the relationship and try, try to stick with it no matter what for a period of time. It could be three months, it could be six months. You make that choice. You, you decide uh, what works for you and then really go for it like you've never done before. Try to view it as a challenge. How can I make this relationship amazing? What things could you do for your partner that you don't normally do? What things could you do together that would be more interesting than what you normally do? Really try to put everything into the relationship. And that way, you know, in six months time, you really will have an idea, a much better idea of whether this person is right for you or not. Next up then, we have uh, mindfulness. Now, as you probably are aware, I don't really like the word mindfulness because it's used all the time. However, it is incredibly helpful, I think, for, for these kinds of problems. Uh, so we're going to be exploring how mindfulness can, can really help us uh, with relationship OCD. Now, as uh, John Hirschfield uh, comments in his article from the International OCD Foundation, to be mindful means observing and accepting unwanted thoughts, feelings and physical sensations without judging or attaching meaning to them or trying to stop or change them. Now, a huge part of mindfulness is actually acceptance and uh, it's, it's incredibly important. As mentioned before, what the sufferer of ROCD is looking for is certainty. They want to know without any doubt at all that their partner is the right one for them. And to get over ROCD, we have to first acknowledge that doubt and then try our very best to accept it. So how do we do that? Well, acceptance can be quite tricky, but in my, in my experience, it's all about trying to come into the present moment and using mindfulness skills to help with that. So I'm going to share um, a, a technique from acceptance commitment therapy, which is based on mindfulness, um, which is called an anchoring technique. And you can use this in, in many different situations when you're feeling yourself you know, stuck in your head, ruminating about things again and again and again, like you would be if you're dealing with relationship OCD, you know, you're stuck in your head thinking about it all the time instead of being there with your partner. And sometimes it can be really helpful just to take a few minutes out to do a mindfulness activity that helps you come back into the present moment. So this activity, like I just said, it's called an anchoring activity. And I'm going to explain it now. What you need to do is you sit down in a chair and uh, you plant your, your feet into the floor and you just start off by pushing your feet gently into the floor. And you're going to notice how that feels. And you're going to pay attention to the sensations in your feet and your muscles as you're gently pushing them down into the floor. Then you're going to bring your arms up and you're going to stretch up. And again, you're going to notice how that feels and really pay attention to the muscles as they push up on one side and then push, push up on the other. Then bring your arms out and stretch out wide and, and then bring your, your hands down into your lap and then just gently roll your shoulders, gently roll them backwards 
and gently roll them forwards and pay attention to how that feels. Next up, you're going to bring your fingertips together and stretch out your fingers. Then all you're going to do is you're going to tune into your senses. So you're going to look around the room where you are, or wherever you are right now, and notice three things that you can see and really pay attention to them and the details about them. For example, I'm looking at a phone. I can notice the color of it. I can notice the shape of it. I can notice whether it's shiny or dull. So really pay attention to three different things that you can see. And once you've done that, then you can pay attention uh, to three different things that you can actually pick up. And I actually want you to pick them up. And again, really pay attention to how heavy they are, or how light they are, uh, the texture, um, how soft or smooth they are. And then I want you to notice three things that you can hear. Um, and if you can, three things that you can smell. Now, the idea with this activity is just to kind of bring you into the present moment and try and get you out of, the, out of your head. Because when we're stuck in our head, obviously, we cannot really properly connect with the people who are around us. And, you know, if you're trying to, to build your, your relationship, uh, then this is really, really important. Now, another tip that I'm going to share um, from acceptance commitment therapy, uh, which again is based on mindfulness anyway, is, um, is learning how to use our values to, to guide us. Um, so obviously when you have OCD, what's happening with the relationship OCD is you're with your partner and a thought pops up into your head. What if they're good, not good enough for me? Or what if I'm not good enough for them? Or what if I'm not attracted to them enough? And obviously, this starts the rumination process. And, you know, you're no longer there with your partner. And what you want to do instead is to notice when you're having these difficult compulsions. Because if you don't know what the compulsions are that you're experiencing, then obviously, uh, it's very difficult to stop yourself from performing them. So I've kind of uh, thought about my experience with relationship OCD. And I've listed some really typical... Uh, compulsions that we often perform when struggling with this um, because this might really help you then to see some of the patterns of your own thinking and some of the compulsions that you are repetitively performing. So one of them is obsessive questioning uh, when you're preoccupied with very small details that make you question everything about your relationship. Another one could be research constantly reading articles um, that define what a successful relationship looks like. Uh, another one is comparison, speaking to friends about their relationships and comparing it to yours. Um, another one is endless reflection, always questioning and thinking about your partner's qualities. Um, seeking passion, becoming upset during moments of uh, sexual int intimacy because you're, you're desperate to find passion with your partner. Um, always looking for love, an endless quest for the perfect kind of love. And this obsession keeps you from actually, um, from actually experiencing it. And finally, creating rules for your partner. When they don't uphold them, you think that the relationship just, just can't be worth it. Being vigilant and aware of these compulsions, you should be more able to stop yourself from performing them and thereby breaking the cycle of OCD. If you find this difficult, um, you may well benefit from practicing, you know, mindfulness meditation as this also helps us to exercise that awareness that you need 
to have the ability to to um, to notice the difference between helpful and unhelpful um, thoughts and to be able to confront them. Um, John Hirschfield states that formal meditation is the practice of setting aside a specific period of time to focus on an anchoring concept such as one's breathing or heartbeat while letting the internal world come and go without judgment or analysis. So once you have a better idea of the compulsions that you're performing and you're aware of what you're doing with it, you know, you're, you're trying your best to, to do you know, a few minutes of meditation each day, that's all it takes you know, a little bit of practice each day, it really starts to build up. And by creating that awareness of your compulsions, you start to notice them on a more regular basis uh, when you're doing them. And something else that you can try for this is to, to write down the compulsions that you're performing. And again, you know, that's, uh, that's a really good way of helping us to diffuse from them. Um, and once you do actually identify what the compulsions are, then you can choose because there is a choice with OCD. You can choose to redirect your attention to the present moment instead of carrying on down that well-worn path of worrying about that particular compulsion and again and again and again until you feel sick and disconnected from your partner. Um, so it really is so much about coming into the present moment. Mindfulness skills are so important for this particular type of OCD. So a couple of other important things when it comes to ROCD. Um, one is, uh, are you telling your partner that you're having big doubts about your relationship with them? Um, <laughs> obviously, that can be a really hard thing to do. And for actually many people, you know, that is actually uh, an, ex an exposure to their anxiety, um, you know, and many people are avoiding speaking to their partners about these issues. And actually, you know, it is quite important that your partner does understand what's going on. But you need to be careful how you do it. Obviously, you need to explain that this is an OCD thing. This is not about them personally. And, you know, hopefully they, you know, I'm sure they will understand if you explain it in the right kind of way. So why is this so important? Well, obviously in relationships, it's all about communication. We need to make sure that we're, we're trying to be as open as possible and sharing what's going on with each other. And uh, so if you can share with your partner about your struggles, I think it's going to make it easier for you in the long run to, to, to deal with this. At the same time though, you need to be careful with how much you're sharing. Like if you've told them once, about the relationship OCD, then that is good enough. You don't want to be telling them all the time that you're having these worries and struggles about the relationship because, you know, actually what you're doing there is kind of looking for reassurance. And as we know, reassurance seeking actually just keeps us stuck in the cycle of OCD. So, you know, every now and then expressing what's going on is fine. But um, and actually, it's important because the communication process clearly is important. But make sure you do not become too obsessive about it and start sharing all the time because that in itself could become a compulsion and actually, you know, could be causing uh, more problems uh, than, than is necessary. Now, the final thing that I wanted to mention is trying to, trying to keep a bit of a sense of humor about this. And I know it can be hard sometimes. But, you know, if you can laugh at some of the ridiculous thoughts, because so often they are ridiculous, and try to have, uh, try to keep a bit of a sense of humor about it, 
it can keep you a little bit sane because when the thoughts are super strong and they're coming all the time, if we, in our internal dialogue, get really annoyed with ourselves and get angry, it's just going to make it worse. Whereas if we can try to keep things a bit lighthearted, uh, you know, kind of with that internal dialogue, like, oh, yeah, good one, OCD. Thanks for that. That's a that's a really funny idea you just give me there. Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well done. Thank you so much. You've just given me another worry about my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whatever. Uh, so you... I think you get the idea. We we need to try our best to try to keep things um, as lighthearted as possible. Anyway, I hope you found that helpful today. Relationship OCD was something that, you know, for many years for me, it was incredibly hard. And uh, I, I think it's something, you know, that is an ongoing challenge for for many people. And the good news is, though, that by following the, the tips that I've, I've put down here of, you know, staying in the relationship, really putting your all into the relationship, trying your very best to be as present as possible, using mindfulness skills to help you with that and uh, acceptance commitment therapy. Uh, these are the things that are going to, to really help you in the, long, uh, in the long run work out if your relationship is the right one for you or not. Um, Okay, guys, if you have any more questions about any of this, do please let me know. I hope you found it helpful today. If you did like it, then do please leave us a five-star rating. It really does help to, to get our message out there. Many thanks. Just a quick reminder that on my website now, there is a free mini course for OCD and anxiety. Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to, on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.